Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. Hey everybody, it's James Hairston from Simple Kicking. I'm here with two of my favorites of all time, Chris Saylor and Chris Rubio. Today we're at the top 12 where it was probably 130 degrees on <laughs> on that turf. So with that, we are withered away and we've got our waters and Gatorades in front of us. And that's why I don't have anything planned for this podcast. These guys are people I look up to. They're my friends. I look at them as coaches. And so that's why they're joining here in Dallas, safely socially distancing from each other. Chris Rubio, Chris Saylor, guys, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having us. Absolute pleasure. How hot was it out there today? Hot, hot. Today wasn't as bad as the past couple days, Um, but it was. We went earlier, so it was a little bit more refreshing. But yesterday and the day before, that first hour out there, it's oh my gosh, hot! Yeah, it just seems like now for four days, this being the fifth day. um, Hate to say it, almost getting used to it at this point, but um, it's it's definitely sweltering out there, no doubt. So, how many top twelve camps have y'all had? Very first top 12 camp was in 2003. Actually, did not have long snappers at that one. So, this would have been our 18th, right? Yeah, 18th mm-hmm. top 12 camp. Time flies, James. <laughs> and then, when that first top 12 camp that the long snappers were a part of, I think we had only three long snappers that were we thought were even good enough to even attend. So, it went from three to like five, and then seven, <laughs> then obviously got to 12 and, you know, 20. Yep, and now we're up to basically the best 90 specialists out there, 45 of, of uh, kicker punters and 45 long snappers. So uh, it's grown. It's grown to an awesome level. Was this the hottest top 12 ever? No. We had no. one, uh, where were we? Tampa. And that 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 is a whole separate level of heat because <laughs> um, it's the same temperature, but it's more humid. Uh-huh. And it, oh my gosh. Yeah, I that, actually remember too, when we had in LA, we had we set a record, uh, a record setting day in LA. It was like 117. Yeah, day. it was 117. It was the hottest day ever in the history of, of, mm-hmm. uh, of July or something like my that. My goodness. So we've been through it all, James. Well, you guys definitely have. And I'm very interested, and people might be interested. How did you guys like even start this? Like, What's the story? Sure. Well, uh, it started with me because of Sailor. And uh, basically, I was kicking at UCLA when I graduated. Signed with the 49ers. Uh, didn't make it. Started playing arena ball. And figured out real quick, arena ball wasn't really uh, enough money to live off of. So it was off-season lessons. And that started back in about 99. And then in 2000, I ran my first camp. Um, Began small camps, about 30 kids a camp, something like that. And by 2003, launched the first national event in Las Vegas. And that's when I bought Ruby on. Yeah, he basically contacted, obviously, I, I snapped a sailor at UCLA. And he contacted me. I was full bore teaching, teaching middle school, sixth grade history. I absolutely loved it, thought it was wonderful. And he says, Ruby, I need your help. I said, what do you want, sailor? And we'd, we'd still hung out. I mean, we had probably dinner maybe two to three times a month. I was in Covina, California. He was in Burbanks, about 20 minutes or 20 miles away from each other. 
He says, uh, I'm running this big camp in Vegas and I need you to come basically babysit and facilitate some long snappers. And I go, oh man, I, I'm busy. I, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know about this. And he goes, come on, come on. I don't know. And he goes, I'll pay for your trip. I said, I'm in, let's go. <laughs> I, think so, it, I think it was actually, I'll pay for your drink, I mean, your, your trip and your food. Yeah, it was, it was definitely food. Was, yeah, was that was, yeah, that was when I was well over uh, three spins on the, the, the cycle. So yeah, th- then it's kind of just panned out after that and we just got bigger and bigger and bigger. So I, I was recently talking to Reed Ferguson. He's the long snapper for the Buffalo Bills, former LSU Tiger, and he's a Rubio uh, alum. And he's and I asked, you know, Reed, how do you get a you know a long snapper to like you if you're a kicker? And Reed said, buy him food. <laughs> Sailor was always Sailor at UCLA, and I'm assuming you probably did this in the arena as well. He always hung out with the big guys. The bigger the guys, the more he loved them. So that kind of went hand in hand with the food thing. He was great at that because he was always hanging out with the big guys. And the best thing, I, and I've told Sailor this and I've told everyone this, ask me, Sailor was not your average kicker because he never, ever complained. You know, and if he missed a kick, which was so rare, I'll give him a little kudos on that. Thank you. Well, you <laughs> Good were, snaps. I was going to say he was dealing with pearls all day long. Good snaps. Is that when he, if he did miss, he was just like, I missed. It's not, you know, it was never the wind. It was not, you know, like a gnat landed on my eye or some stupid crap like that. It was just, oh, I missed. I mean, it, my, my senior year, his junior year, he had a streak of, I don't even know how many it was. And when he finally did miss, we were confused because it hadn't happened in X amount of games. And I remember, we, you know, we snapped the ball, look up, see it go through the uprights, and it didn't. I'm like, what, what the hell just happened? Because <laughs> it had been like five or six games where he hadn't missed a kick. Yeah, and it was just bizarre. We get asked that question all the time about, like, you know, confidence, how do you deal with pressure? And I think me and Ruby are great examples of you have to enjoy what you do. Sure. And, you know, when you find, for example, me and Ruby were, were great friends and then also great friends with the linemen who block for us. Um, when you're having a good time, things become easy. So... Um, you know, that's one thing that, that we always talk to kids about is that, you know, don't put all that stress on yourself, handpick your snapper, handpick your holder, your holder um, and work with those guys. The more comfortable you become, you know, uh, better off you're going to perform. And I think it's also uh, how you do it yourself, because he and I were more loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. Certain guys have yep. to be very, very rigid, uh, rigid and strict and regimented, almost, you know, militaristic, where he and I, we could literally just be BSing the entire way on the field, right. like until just about that was about to snap. Yeah. And then boom, we're ready to roll. Well, it's such a special dynamic that you guys have. I mean, and it's consistent. It's been like, I mean, 10 years ago, I remember uh, our, like my group of guys, we always wanted Sailor to like, like we were like, hey, how about you kick with us? And so mm. with that, like, when was the last time you like, you actually kicked a ball or you actually snapped a ball? That's a good question. No, I, this literally, we, Sailor and I spent 4th of July together and my next door neighbor got a drone stuck up in a tree yep. and, this, and the tree looked pretty high and it was probably about 40 yards up. And I said, I can throw it that far. Uh-huh. I get a little football, throw it. Not even close. And then I say, hey, my buddy's here. He could punt it. He's going to knock it out. And so I'm pumping him up. This guy, no problem. Give him two footballs. He's going to do it. Yep. He failed miserably. <laughs> he wants me to hit a drone <laughs> off of pavement with his size 13s on my foot. The old sailor could have done it. In my defense, I was about three yards short. Yeah. Right on line with my first try. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, it's been it's been a while, James, since I've kicked. Um, just, uh, I mean... Probably about 10 years, I'd say. 10, 12 years? Somewhere in that range? Since you've kicked a field goal? It's been so long, I forgot. <laughs> it wow. really has. I literally just snapped a ball about two and a half weeks ago. My Cause local. because that's easier. Bite your tongue. 
when you've got full <laughs> talent, you always have it. And I, uh, the local paper uh-huh. in my town was doing an interview on me, and the photographer comes and goes, I want to catch a snap. And I was like, oh, good God. So I st- tried to stretch out a little bit. The first one was bad, but the second one, I hopped right back on that bike. Now, was it a, was it a long snap or was it oh, a it short? It was a long snap. It was, it was about 15 yards, and I was pretty sore right after. <laughs> <laughs> James, what year were you at Top 12? Uh, 2010. So 10 years ago, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, I, mean I, I, got, I got to figure maybe 2007, 2008 was the end of my career. Somewhere in that range. You, and I hung it up. You told, you told us, yeah, you were like, my groin, my yeah. groin. Okay, so recently I was I was listening to a really fun little um, Instagram clip of one of my favorite entrepreneurs, uh, Jesse Itzler. And he said that Coach K still holds a basketball camp for like guys that are 35 and older. So when is the Sailor Rubio like alum top 12 camp, you know, that could be very, very interesting. Because <laughs> I think some colleges, football teams do that too, where they have like an adult fantasy camp some, somewhat. Yeah. I, I think um, Notre Dame does that. I've heard they do that. Yeah. So yeah, we might have to look into that. Say, there might be one heck of a waiver, health waiver. I'm not sure what, what percentage of my kickers could still get the ball. From there. <laughs> <laughs> All my snappers could do it. So you guys had a pretty, pretty awesome camp out here. I mean, this is some. This is the best talent that's in the country. Yeah, by far. Sailor chooses 45 kickers, punters. I choose 45 long snappers. They basically compete for three days, and at the very end of it, he chooses 12 of his top kids. They earn a yellow shirt, and I choose my top 12, and they earn a yellow shirt. And this, the group is just ridiculous. I mean, it, the the talent level. Sailor was telling me yesterday, would you have a kid? You were kicking 70 yarders or something yeah. ridiculous. I mean, it was it. The depth this year was was off the charts, and I mean, given there was a little bit of wind out there. Um, and with the heat, the balls do fly. But I mean, every competition we did um, ended back at sixty-seven to seven yards. I mean, we couldn't we couldn't end it um, anywhere closer because I kept making them. Yeah. Um, I mean, James, you did, you did the chart there, and, and you, you saw the percentages. Yeah. So Chris was nice enough to let me, you know, crash the party. I myself did these charts, and it's, this is valid data. So this is not pie in the sky, made up stuff. There was one hundred and sixty-four total kicks in this last man standing competition. Okay, it lasted thirty minutes. The accuracy, 80%. But then the precision level is six degrees. That means these guys miss the ball left or right of dead center by six balls. Like, that's six feet either way. Chris, that's the best talent. I mean, you can't find that anywhere else. No, I mean, there's no doubt. The 45 guys that are out there are, are all uh, Division One type athletes. And, um, I mean, there might be a few other ones that are out there that I, I might not have seen. Yeah. But as far as the guys we had here, there it was off the charts. And like I said, the, the depth was unreal. Um, normally one through 45 at 45 you have a guy that, that you know maybe is a little bit you know not quite there um, but I think with every year the talent keeps getting better and better and um, this year is by far the best okay so in in the last 20 years of coaching how have you guys seen kicking improve how have you seen your coaching improve like w- w- why is the kicking getting better is it the coaching is it the athlete what's going on uh, for long snappers I'll say the main difference you're seeing now is that kids are starting younger and I always say, if, you, if I can get a kid to work on his form, you know, pre-puberty, that's great. It's like building a car, and then when puberty comes, then puberty's the engine. Sure, and sure. so if I can get their form down, and then they, you know, then they mature, you know, go through, get all the hormones and, you know, right, puberty, right. that's when they just flat out dominate. Because, you know, kicking and snapping, they're very much like a golf swing. Sure. And what I always tell everyone, I'm teaching you basically to shoot a free throw. I don't need mm-hmm. three-pointers. I don't need layups. I don't need dunks. I don't need alley-oops. I don't even need you to dribble. Just the same exact snapping motion, shooting motion over and over and over. And so many kids are starting, you know, pre-eighth grade. Mm-hmm. 
And those guys end up just being absolute freaks. Like, you know, the new LSU long snapper, Quentin Skinner. I mean, he started with me at age nine and, you know, <laughs> literally nine. And now he's going to be a, the starter for LSU next year. Yeah, it's a combination of obviously that. I, I see the same thing, obviously starting younger, um, kind of that the, the carrot at the end of the at the end of the, of the path there too, with so many scholarships being given. You yeah. know, p, uh, kickers. Um, I mean, athletes become kickers at an earlier age, and long snappers. They see that you know if they work hard at it, there's actually a scholarship to sure. be given now, which 15, 20 years ago wasn't the case. Right. Um, and then of course the coaching. You know, I you know we're, we're both uh, we both understand that with each year as we get experience, we become better coaches. Sure. After twenty years of doing this now, um, we just know that when we get young athletes and we're able to groom them from a young age, mm-hmm. um, we're going to be able to. To, to take them to their full potential. Sure. Um, so by all means, it's the coaching um, as well as the fact that they're starting younger. And I think also with long snappers, maybe for kickers, I don't know, I don't watch those guys as much. Long snappers, they're, they're completely different human beings now. Yeah. Where, you know, when I was in college just a couple years ago, it was, you know, you had to be big and, you know, more, more muscular. It wasn't as much, an, you had to be an athlete, but not as much because you had to snap and block. Yeah. And now with this, the, the spread punt, you're looking at kids that can be, you know, six foot one, six foot, you know, under 200 pounds, and they mm-hmm. can still get a scholarship because they're yeah. looking for pure athletes. Um, and, you know, it, it's it, the, the, how athletic the kids have become. It's, it's really overwhelming. Well, I'm, I'm talking with Chris Saylor and Chris, Chris Rubio. You can check them both out at chrissaylorkicking.com and rubiolongsnapping.com. And what we're talking about, just the story of, of, of these two guys that have been, been friends for a long time, and they've had hundreds if not thousands of kickers punters and long snappers come through their program and their names are littered in the nfl and d1 schools i mean i'm interested to know though how is like the academic part important chris i know 10 years ago you said look at your kicking as a way to get into a school you otherwise wouldn't be able to get into 100 percent. use the same line of this day um you know not many of these athletes are going to become pros. Mm. So of course it's a goal. Um, they're going to work hard to, to try to achieve that. But ultimately this is about getting education. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a very fun way uh, to, to go through high school, be a part of a team. Um, if you work hard enough at it, it's a ticket to college. Mm. You know, you can get into schools um, that, you know, as a normal uh, student through admissions are, are nearly impossible just because you have the ability to kick a football or snap a football. So we teach them all the time, get your grades to the highest level possible so that um, these doors will open for you. And I think that, you know, I'm an example of it. UCLA, so is Rubio. I'm sure you were an example of it. Uh, Rice, uh, with, with yeah. Rice. I, I don't think I would have gotten into Rice without my uh, my right leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, you know, what you guys have at these camps is a, punch, a bunch of pressure. And there's pressure in the classroom, as you guys know. And because of that pressure, and, and at least how I learned how to deal with it, I mean, you guys really get in these guys' heads. You have to. I mean, it's it's one of those things that the I think our position, long snapper, is definitely more pressure than the kicker because we have to start the play, of course. Ah. Um, so that's one thing. And um, they have to be perfect. You know, the, mm-hmm. the line I always use is if a quarterback has eight touchdown passes and two interceptions, he's an All-American. Mm. He'd be the best quarterback for the in the world that day. If a long snapper has eight perfect snaps and two bad ones, he's fired. Fired. So, I mean, and I'm upside down and going backwards. And someone's trying to rip my head off. Kickers just stand there and they kind of just wait for the ball to land and then they kick it. Yeah, I'm sure you saw it there, James. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I bring Obi along exactly for that. I mean, Obi's known as the pressure maker. 
you know, making noises, getting to people's ears, dancing around guys, um, creates kind of an atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and then as well, you know, they're thinking about something else, not kicking. Sure. That's exactly what you want them to, to be able to not focus on. So we're kind of getting ready for, you know, a big game situation. Um, and you know, when you put pressure on kids, they don't do quite as well at times and we got to get better over that hump. Yeah. And being able to actually chart some of the kicks yesterday, Obi has a 10% effect <laughs> on the field goal accuracy <laughs> because in warmups, they were 91 out of a hundred. Okay. It was a shorter warmup than the comp the competition. I mean, these guys were really good. So it was a longer competition. Yeah, yeah. Then when Obi starts, you know, getting in their head, it went down to 80%. So, like, hmm. I guess my question is here, you guys have experienced the pressure. You guys are around pressure, you know, with the NFL guys who are, you know, the Kai Forbaths, Nick Folk. I mean, the list goes on. But how do you guys transfer that coaching, right? Like, some parents who might be listening or, you know, they don't have Chris Saylor or Chris Rubio every single day. So, like, how can a kid get better, especially with dealing with pressure when they're away from you guys, not at these camps? I think it has to. They have to go back to the whole muscle memory thing of if mm-hmm. you do the same exact thing a billion times in a row, yeah. and you do it correctly, you just let your body take over. Yeah. I mean, so when you're on the field, as you know, you, you just everything becomes static. Mm. You don't hear anything. You don't see anything. You just see your, what you're focused on, yeah. and then that's it. If, if you've done the same exact thing, you know, because I've had this conversation with parents before, and I said, if I put your kid in a dark room right now, could I? Could he tie his shoes? They're like, yeah. yeah. I said, well, it's the same thing. He's done that a billion times, and he's confident that he can do it. It's just the same exact thing over and over and over and over. Yeah, we you know, we offer, I mean, obviously, we're, we, we can't be everywhere. So we offer virtual lessons. Uh, we have staffs uh, you know, scattered throughout the country that that uh, been with us now for again you know, over a decade so you know we have we have resources for them to also reach out and continue to work even though we're not with them all the time that's good so you guys do ruby are you offering lessons as yeah, well virtually uh, to- yeah live virtual lessons and you know we're going to be doing online ranking as well since, since everyone's still in, you know somewhat of a lockdown yeah uh, but we're definitely going to offer that as well and i think going back to that confidence thing every single kid is different sure. and I, I i really picked up on that when i was teaching that if you know, two plus two equals four. I got that, yeah. but not everyone's going to learn it the same way. You may be more hands-on. I may be more uh, visual. Like uh, he and I are. This is one of the arguments we have all the time is that I'm extremely visual, <laughs> and he's not visual at all. He's like, just tell me, I, I got it, I got it, I got it, and I'm like, you got to show me, or I got nothing. Right. You know. And so once you, Sailor and I can figure out what type of kid the kid is, is personality-wise. I think that's w- what way we can get. You know them to build their confidence a little bit more because you know them a little bit more you know how to teach them yeah because y'all y'all aren't are just out here slapping a ranking on these kids no right mm, so people who are on the outside who don't know what you guys do i saw i've i've been a i'm an alum mm. i'm an alum but i also was out here to see it firsthand i mean what do you what are you doing with these kids like i'm a parent i've never been to chris sailor kicking camp before or rubio long snap like what are you doing with these guys when you're when they're actually out here you're coming to learn. I and mean, that's the first thing we teach. You're coming to get better. Yeah. You're not coming for a ranking. We say the ranking is kind of an added bonus uh, sure. to the camp. But ultimately, um, we're here to get, to get them better. So we're teaching them you know, the basics. We're teaching them about routine, teaching them how to train. Yep. Um, you name it. Um, all those things are taught to these kids at these camps. Yeah. I mean, in the top 12 camp, the best thing about the top 12 camp is that there are some parents in attendance, but most of the majority of the kids come by themselves and they're on the field by themselves. And so I get to start to really see yeah. their personalities. And it's so great because the first day, everyone's getting off flights and all that stuff and everyone's super nervous. Yeah. The, 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 the bus rides over, the van rides over, there's not one word spoken. 
everyone's just Shh, like that. <laughs> and then by day two, they kind of know each other. And then by day three, you're like, Jesus, you guys got to shut up. I'm tired of hearing you. Right. But that's what you want. And then by day three, when they're doing the competition, they're more relaxed. They know each other a lot better. They're building lifelong friendships. Yeah, so and you great. see it too, like with these kids that come to this camp and like it's really, they get, get to know one another and they, they build this confidence. Then they go to another camp in the future and they're wearing that, that top 12 shirt and they're just, you know, they're, they're going with confidence and you can just see, they look at someone else like, I'm taking you out, I'm taking you out. Yeah. And their friends there that's wearing a top 12 shirt too, kind of get together and all of a sudden it's like, you know, it's almost this wall you can't penetrate anymore because they're so confident. So, um, you know, all, all the stuff we do in the process to get these kids ready for college. So, yeah. you know, build confidence and, and get in there. Now, there is a competition that's outside of kicking. Does it go into the rankings? And what is that competition that, that is, that's annual? Oh, <laughs> hold on. Let me stick my chest out a little bit. I think As he's wearing a gingerbread yeah, man shirt that I, says, oh, snap. I, I, think, I think what you're saying is you're talking about the annual belly flop competition <laughs> where the long snipers flat out dominated this year. This is the first year and several uh, on social media have commented that Sailor did not cheat. Last year, he brought in some 28-year-old guy. Was that the last year with the beard? I'll just comment. This is the first year that you did cheat because you I actually, did not cheat. They actually did not he win. Had, he brought in some, controversial some juco no kid that I've never seen before at a camp. Okay. I'm like, I don't even know who this kid is. He had a full beard. He looked older than I was. <laughs> I think I think he was driving like a Greyhound van as and just pulled up and started doing it. Sailor said he's a kicker. Yeah. And so that that was gotta, that gotta was have a game long plan. line of cheating. Long line of cheating. <laughs> we, were back, we were back to back to back champs before yesterday, and yesterday was a draw. It was not a draw. Draw. It was clearly a victory. Nope. You, you can't win with a dive. <laughs> it's called a belly flop contest. There's a lot of salt over there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fun. You guys really do make it fun, right? It's it's om- it is summer camp. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it, 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 I think that's so much of just who Sailor and I are. We're not going to go out there and run a camp where we're bored. Yeah, absolutely. you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I, I mean, you know, if, if for a normal camp, if we're out there for eight hours of the day, uh, I, and I got to be speaking, I want to keep people entertained. Sure, I want to keep people entertained. I want the kids to be relaxed. I want the parents to be relaxed. And you know, a lot of times at the normal camps, we have the parents on the field with us yeah. simply because. They tend to pay attention a little bit more since they usually <laughs> foot the bill. Yeah. And so I want to explain to them, okay, when I'm not around, yeah. here's how you can do all these things. Here's here's what you, I'm teaching your kid so you can teach him as well. Right. Yeah, I think it's one of the biggest compliments we get is it's not just about the kids. It's about the families. Yeah. Um, it's about the experience. Um, you know, it's not just about kicking. It's about learning life lessons as well, building friendships. Um, you know, a good example is, you know, Obi and, and Aaron Prez are both here, kind of my, my right left hand men now. And, and, you know, they're best friends. You know, they're, um, Obi was recently in Aaron Prez's wedding and, you know, coming up here, Obi's getting married and the opposite will take place. So it's about building, uh, you know, relationships and, and long-term friendships as well. Yeah. Cause kicking, punting and long snapping, they're fun, but you're not going to be doing it forever. Right. I mean, it's, it, at some point you are going to hang up the cleats and you're going to have to become a, you know, a quote unquote real human being with a real <laughs> job, you know, and kind of you know, like James over here I, I, running the podcast I'm right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I mean, same with us. So we have a, we have a question from a from a parent in Houston um, from Carlton. He says, "What's the experience like when you guys get a call from you know a college coach, and he's looking for his guy? Right? I need you to find me a guy, and I want it to be my guy. Right? And you get that call from a coach, or you get a call from an agent. Agent, you get a call from NFL, whoever." How do you process that? You guys have you guys watch thousands of snaps, thousands of of kicks in any given weekend, and you go back 
What's that process really like? Um, you know, we've been doing it for so long, it, it happens every day now. But I think that, you know, thinking back when I first started doing this, it was it was kind of surreal. You know, all of a sudden you have someone like Nick Saban call you on the telephone. It's like, whoa, you know, this is Nick Saban and I'm just Chris Saylor. But uh, after doing it for so many years, you know, we talk to coaches like that daily, you know, college coaches, NFL coaches, and really we're just doing our job. And sure. like I said, we're not used car salesmen. All we're doing is giving them the truth. So we have the experience to know how to evaluate these kids. Um, we're always up front with them and we're honest with them as far as what that evaluation is. Sure. Um, you know, the biggest thing we, that, that we always teach is, you know, under promise and over deliver. Sure. So, you know, don't, don't talk these kids up when they really can't get it done. Um, so, you know, at this point, it's a relationship where I think they're just about as nervous to call us as, as we are to talk to them at this point because, <laughs> you know, we've been doing it for so long and they know what we're doing. You yeah. know, we have a, we have a track record and, um, you know, it's, it's about telling the truth. Yeah. So it's about, you know, giving them the information that we know, mm-hmm. nothing else. Yeah. And it, like Sailor said, we've been doing it so long and we both have like our own criteria of how we're going to rank a kid. Like my, my number one is mentality. I got to see how the kid handles pressure. That's number one, because you could be the greatest long snapper in the world, but if I stand next to you and all of a sudden you piss the bed, we've got an issue here. We've got an issue. Yeah, yeah. so mentality, speed, accuracy, consistency, size, spiral, athleticism. That, that's how I would do it. And the kids are ranked in order. So usually when a coach calls, they'll say, okay, I already I have your list in front of me. Yep. I want you to tell me what the difference is between this person and this person. Sure. And, you know, and then they'll usually say, okay, Ruby, and how's his personality? Because yeah. they've got to be sitting in a room with them for, you know, 360 days of the year. And they want to see, like, is it someone that needs mommy and daddy around all the time? Is he more outgoing? Is he shy? Is he, you know, more of an introvert, extrovert, things like that. And that's part of the thing that makes the top 12 camp so great, guys, is you guys get to see that mentality exactly. like you just talked 100%. about, right? Yeah. Because, because the problem is, if you just put these kickers in a vacuum, okay, great. You got guys that are better than others. Mm-hmm. But that's not the full athlete. Yep. And so that's this this next question from, from another parent here in Dallas. It's like, why aren't you better off the radar and just not going to kicking camps at all? Like, why should I go to a Chris Saylor camp? Why? I mean... Can I just be okay without, you know, you, getting the exposure? You, you could, but it'd be one of those things of, uh, are you well taught? Do you know, you know, you know all the ins and outs. Number one, number two, how, how, if you're not competing against someone, how do you know you're gonna how well you're gonna do in a competition? Right. Um, and that that's the big thing is that you're you're going to compete and learn and get uh, under the pressure. I mean, you're literally people are watching you now. So when a college coach. Because your little high school coach may say, yeah, this is the best kicker I've ever seen to a college coach. And he's seen five kickers. Yeah. Or Sailor sees, you know, five per minute, you know, for the entire school, whole, whole calendar year. Yeah, it's just nice in, the, in this in this business to have someone in your corner. I mean, can you make it without going to camp? Sure. I mean, if you're that good and you're the right place, right time, no problem. But most high school coaches aren't going to be going to be making those phone calls for you. And you don't get a lot of opportunity in a game. That's the other problem is. You know, is your snapper good enough? Is your holder good enough? Does your team work on special teams? Right. Is so your if field you're, trash? If, if you're getting, if you're, is your field bad? Yeah. If you're getting three attempts a year, how can you show what you can do? Sure. So, you know, for the most part, a co- college coach goes, well, I don't know what I'm looking at either. I'm not a kicking coach. You know, they don't have a coach on staff. Right. So they have a special teams coach. He understands coverages and protections. Sure. But not kicking. So that's why they rely upon us to do that for them. Um, just, you know, they don't have enough staff, um, enough uh coaches on staff to be able to hire a kicking or and or snapping coach so for us it's about um you know we give them an opportunity to be seen so when a coach calls us we can talk about those players so um is it possible yes but i would definitely recommend being with us is it likely no not really and i don't know if i would want to go off the grid knowing how 
field goal kicking numbers have been over the last couple of years. And that's why I wanted to ask you, Chris, what's going on? I mean, in college football last year, only 35% of teams were above 80% in field goal percentage. Also, the NFL had a historically bad year kicking. Yeah, Is there anything that you see? I think, it, I think in the NFL, one part of it, if you look at the, if the, at the, the upper tier, the top guys, yeah. they're performing. It's kind of that that second layer of guys that are getting cut. Um, there's a short leash. And with, there's a short leash, I think it builds pressure. And so guys are kind of coming in and out very quickly. Sure. Also, I think financially, teams will, times will, t- will take someone that's younger, they can pe- pay less money to this less experienced, as opposed to paying a veteran, you know, four or five million, they're taking that as, hey, here's we can we can, we can cut some some costs mm-hmm. uh, with a salary cap, so the young guys aren't performing as well. So I think that I think that's a part of it. College, um, you know, I think it's just one of those things where um, it, it's going to go up and down. Sure. You know, we're in a lull right now. Um, I think that you'll see that turnaround. In my opinion, but it looks like long snapping getting. It seems like it's kind of gone the up and up. It's improving. Well, of course it has. <laughs> you, you see no surprise here. Is this when you're dominant? You're dominant. Our numbers are great. It's the kickers. They, they have an easier job. <laughs> Punting numbers are always, always also always going up as our kickoff numbers yep. always going up. Uh, field goal percentages are going to fluctuate, but the very best are, are getting it done. And with these offenses being so good, it's like we're not punting as much because these guys are scoring so much, you know, yeah. and that's kind of an interesting dynamic that I saw where the you know last couple of years punting is, you know, dropping off by three to five percent in terms of actual, you know, attempts at punting, which is kind of crazy. Um, an- another quick question that I that I have to ask you guys is, is there any like uncomfortable conversations where college coaches have called you maybe like Nick Saban and his voice came across as like Darth Vader or it came in on like a restricted phone it's like I mean like things like I think when Nick Saban may call my phone it's like it's like if the Pope or you know President Trump called me it's like some blocked number have you guys ever gotten anything like that from like a head coach well <laughs> like, what I, is this? I won't mention who the coach was <laughs> but this was many many moons ago he was a very is still a very 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 high profile coach and we were out running their camp, and um, <laughs> he wanted to know about a certain long snapper. And I said, "Okay, here's this, here's the, here's the best one." Uh-huh. And he goes, "Will he take a preferred walk?" And I go, "Nope." He says, well, "Why not?" And I said, "Well, he's got four offers." Uh-huh. And he loses his mind. Sailor was right there, so he could back this story. <laughs> he's like, "I have to offer a long snapper a scholarship." This is way back in the day when it wasn't as common. And I go, "If you want this one, you're going to have to offer him." Because I'd tell him myself not to go here. <laughs> but why would he? He's got four schools that have already, you know, said they'll pay for his education. And he's like stomping around. I have to pay for a long snap. I have to give a long snapper a scholarship. And was losing his mind. And I'm like, "Yeah, you do, man." And it, it, he ended up giving him a scholarship. Oh my goodness. Well, this is really cool that you guys joined. You guys both are pioneers, honestly. Oh, thank you. Thank I mean, you. you really are. I mean, thank you, James. You know, you guys, you guys have both lost some hair, so have I. <laughs> so I there's some, there's some experience that that you guys have both had, but the yep. track record speaks for itself. I mean, the three NFL guys right now that I was at Sailor Camps with, Nick Folk, Justin Tucker. Dustin Hopkins, I think Tressway was at a camp. Yep. I mean, Brian Anger. Brian Anger, Reed Ferguson, Blake Ferguson on the long snapping side. Um, the list really goes on. And I just want to say thank you to both of you because you guys are real. You guys are truthful. You guys are the real deal. And it's been so much fun to, you know, even stay in touch with you guys. I mean, I'm a guy that 
was done with Sailor and you guys were still like not done with me. You know, <laughs> and Rubio and I'm a I'm a Sailor guy, but Rubio still treats me the same even though I'm on the uh on the dark side. <laughs> but uh this last question here before we close off is if, if there's anything that I didn't ask or something that you guys wanted to talk you know, talk about or say, you know, this is kind of the, the opportunity to do so and if there's nothing, that's totally fine too. I think you covered it all. I mean, just make sure everyone follows us both on social media. We're pretty active on all avenues of it. Yeah. One more camp coming up tomorrow. We start our underclassmen invitational and uh, then we're, you know, hopeful a season comes around. I think that's one of the questions people have is, you know, what's coming up next? We don't really know, but we're just going to keep on training guys, getting them ready. So if I, if I'm a parent listening, if I want to go to find Rubio, I go to rubiolongsnapping.com. Yep, rubiolongsnapping.com. What's your like social media handles? Like, what's uh, your Twitter? You could just search Rubio Longsnapping. They'll, they'll find it. Okay. It's all, all all over the place. Yeah, same. Chris Sailor kicking or you know Chris Sailor. You'll find it. Okay, awesome. Well, this was so much fun, guys. Thank you so much. If you guys want to reach out to Chris Rubio or Chris Sailor, talk to them both. They're wide open, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks, everybody. If you enjoyed the content, join the community by subscribing to the Simple Kicking channel below, or drop a like and maybe a comment. It'd be really cool to hear from you. Also, you'll find Simple Kicking on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and yes, even TikTok.